You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. No matter what team you are a fan of in the National Football League, you are always looking at the big picture, and we are your host of the big picture. It's Brian Anthony Davis and Wesley Coleman. We are here to talk about the playoffs. Doesn't matter whether it's week one, week 17. We are always talking about the playoffs and who is in position this particular week, and it's always changing. It always gets fuzzy, but here we are to clear it up. Wesley, how are you, my friend? I'm uh, doing great. To a little bit more than halfway through the season now, so maybe maybe we're starting to see some teams, you know, take shape, but maybe not. Yeah, yeah, and it's interesting. I am going to have different division winners this week, not because I want to shake things up. It's just because I see different things, different weeks, and I uh, my mind changes all the time because this is the one time for the National Football League. It, it seems usually around. Week eight, week nine, everything seems stable, but this is such a weird year. And I don't know whether it's parody that's really setting in. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, it's easy, I think, to use parody as a crutch. Um, I, I just think there's been some uh, drastic in inconsistencies with offenses this year um, where they've been up and down. Um, even this past week, we've got uh, the um, Chiefs, um, Dolphins and uh, Eagles, all great offenses, um, you know, getting collectively like right at 300 yards or a little less than 300 yards for, for an entire game. 
So um, I, I just think there's many inconsistencies this year, and uh, it's kind of it's kind of weird to see the, some of the offensives coming back down to earth after this is such an offensive friendly league right now. But uh, we'll see. Even the Steelers had over 300 yards for the first time in a long time. Now it's been 57 games since they've had over 400. But when the Steelers outgain the Dolphins and the Eagles and the Chiefs, uh, something is wrong. So I definitely get that. You ready to get into it? Let's do it. All right. Here we go. We are going to start off in the National Football Conference. And let's just go down the line. Let's go to the East. So starting off with the NFC East, obviously we're, uh, you know, the, the the Eagles and Cowboys played this week. I was wrong, um, thinking that the the Cowboys were going to win that game. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna put an old asterisk next to it because just watching the game, I thought the Cowboys were mostly the better team and didn't take advantage of um, so, some scoring right at the goal line twice in the last couple of minutes. They actually made it to within a, a couple inches of of a touchdown once, and then uh, drove right down again and and almost scored so um but the eagles even though they haven't necessarily been dominant or looked um great they are eight and one which is a, a huge huge record um and if they keep that up that's going to be um difficult to unseed them as the number one seed is there something beautiful about winning ugly to you um I mean, listen, I'm a Saints fan, and that's what we've been doing in our five wins this year. Um, there, There is some of that, and it depends on the, the team. And listen, um, no team, even the best teams, aren't going to perform well 17 straight games. Um, there are a couple of times of the year that you're, you might have a dominant defense, and they're going to have a bad game, and your offense has to figure out a way to, to pick you up when you're the one or two games a year where your defense allows 27 points. Um, same thing uh, offensively you're just you're gonna have a quarterback that's rattled and feeling weird or something's not working and he might average 320 yards a game but he's gonna have a game where he throws for 160 yards we've we've seen Patrick Mahomes have bad games and it's whether or not you can keep the game close enough until that person figures it out um, or uh, or not and I mean yeah there's there's always something to it um, but it's I think you expect that a couple times a year. The Eagles are eight and one and have won a lot of ugly games. They lost to the Jets, by the way. Their one loss is the 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 non Aaron Rodgers Jets. Um, so, I mean, you got to figure it out, and it's good coaching and good things to put you in that position. But yeah, you, you've got to win multiple games per year ugly. Let's look at the rest of that division real quick. Of course, the fork is stuck in on the New York Giants, but the number one bubble team right now at four and five is the Washington Commanders. Yeah, um, I'm I'm not I'm not going to give the Giants and Commanders any kind of uh, a, a lot of play here. Um, I think the Commanders are in that kind of middle ground where somebody that's four and five right now is going to make the playoffs. Um, or somebody around there, I don't think it's going to be the Commanders. Um, and and part of that's going to be because they have to play the Eagles and Cowboys uh, some more. So um, I just I just don't see them being able to get to a winning record. Are you ready to give the Eagles the division now? I know you put the asterisk there, but the thing is, Eagles have beaten them twice. If I'm not yes, mistaken. so 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 right now it'd be it'd be dumb not to. Um, you know, all this takes is you know one win and one loss, and they've got the Cowboys and Eagles have another game against each other this year. 
Um, the Eagles, for winning first place in the division last year, have a much tougher schedule than the Cowboys. So later on in the year when they play each other again, we could be revisiting this saying, like, this is the game that actually matters for the division. All right. Uh, my mistake. I uh, meant to say they have a two-game lead um, at 8-1, and one, and they... They do have a two-game lead, but they play each other again, so it's it's kind of a fake two-game lead because if the Cowboys yeah, win the next one, it's not a two-game lead. That's true, and there's a uh, a bye week for the Eagles coming up as well. Let's uh, sashay over and shuffle off to the AFC East where we're looking at uh, nobody being perfect right now anymore. Yeah, so uh, I, I'd be interested to see... Um, I mean, the Bills and Dolphins both look pretty human. I mean, they're they're some of the 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 they're, both of them are a lot of Super Bowl favorites for the for those two teams for, for preseason predictions. And right now, you're kind of questioning what what they're gonna do. What's a what do you see? I'm actually changing my uh, Super Bowl favorite. When I look at the AFC East, I still think it's the Miami Dolphins. But when you look at the AFC standings. The Miami Dolphins, of all things right now, at 6-3, and three, they are the number four seed. And that includes teams from the north, the west, and of all divisions, the south. So, yeah, the Miami Dolphins, they are at 6-3 and three right now. Weren't they at 5-1 and one not too long ago, if I'm not mistaken? So I still think that's their division because I like how you say – they look human, but I feel like the Bills look more human than anything. And when I look at the losses for the Miami Dolphins, it's against good teams. Not so they're beating up on bad teams. When you look at the Bills, they're just uh, they lost four games, and uh, some have been good, some have been bad. I think right now the Bills are the number eight team. They are the bubble team. They're the first one in. So. I'm actually throwing the Bills out of the playoffs and our darling team, the Jets, now that they are, I mean, they are, they really showed some ugly tendencies and they're playing an interesting game right now. Going to play the Las Vegas Raiders, who are uh, darlings of some people again after the coaching change and after the eruption, albeit against the New York Giants. So right now, I only want to put one team in the East, and that's the first time all year I've done that. Dolphins. Yeah, uh, yeah. the Bills, it's this weird thing where they had a four-game run where they were maybe the best team in the NFL, and then now their last four-game run, they've been uh, not good. Um, after losing the, the first game of the season to the Jets, they crushed the Raiders by 28, beat the Commanders by 34, beat the Dolphins by 28, um, and then they've gone on to lose to the Jaguars, barely beat the Giants, lose to the Patriots, and barely beat the Buccaneers, and then lose to the Bengals. So I, I, don't, I don't know. I can't trust this Bills team at all. And it's, it's weird because they're one of the most talented rosters in football. Yeah, and that's the sad thing about it. They remind me of the Los Angeles Chargers over the last couple of years where I thought they were so very talented and they just underachieved. And they keep on doing so, even though they made the playoffs last year. We'll talk about them later. But right now, it's time to go over to the AFC North. NFC. Yes, the NFC North. You, I th I Thank goodness that you're, you're here to correct me on that. We are going to the NFC North. 
I can't go back and forth. I don't know how I can't do that. So let's go ahead and talk about the team that is uh, leading everybody. And it's the Detroit Lions. But another team is uh, showing some fangs or should we say Viking horns? Um, so I mean, again, so just kind of starting with who's not, again, we don't need to discuss the, the bears and Packers are bad, bad teams, um, that are not going to go on any winning streaks or, uh, get anywhere into the, the playoff hunt for me. Um, you know, I'm going to say right now, um, uh, kind of spoilers that I'm going to predict right now this week that the lions are going to end up being the number one seed, um, in the NFC, wow. um, just with the, um, the, the schedule that they have, they're going to still play games against the Falcons, Buccaneers, and Panthers. Um, and then them, uh, the, the Eagles having a tough schedule, and then also the Eagles having to play um, the Cowboys again. I think they might beat each other up enough that the Lions are very are, are my favorite right now to come out as the, the number one seed in the NFC. You know, um, the Vikings are weird. The, the more that they lose really good starters, they win more games. I, and I'll just say this, that I said a month ago that watch out because the Vikings are going to go on a winning streak here and they're going to get back in this discussion. I did not think it was going to be losing Jefferson and losing uh, Cousins and, and having more and more people injured and then they'd go on this run with Josh Dobbs. So I'm, I'm not even going to celebrate that I was correct because I, I would have not, <laughs> if I would have had this information, this is not what I would have thought. Um I'm going to hope that this week the Saints are going to beat the Vikings and bring them back down to earth, and maybe we're going to pause this conversation. But the Vikings are an interesting, scrappy team that I think is um, being coached well, and they're going to have to continue to win ugly because they're not good enough to just beat teams. Um, but uh, they're they're an interesting wild card for uh, what what could end up happening the rest of the year. Yeah, when you look when you look at the Vikings, their two toughest games are the Cincinnati Bengals and the Detroit Lions. That's it. Yeah, they they do play the Saints, which is not a gimme, especially with how much talent they lost. But I as I keep on looking at this entire division, the schedule's not bad at all. Detroit is going to run away with it though, because their toughest games are the Saints, Dallas Cowboys, and the Los Angeles Chargers coming up this week. So if those are your toughest games, then they very well could realize your prophecy of being the number one seed, which would be really interesting to see. Yep. I think it's, I think it's heading that way. And I'll, I'll say right now that I was wrong in the preseason where I said, I, I thought the lions were being overhyped and overrated. I thought they were going to be a fun, energetic team to watch, but they weren't going to actually be good enough roster wise to uh to, to go this far i was wrong about them dan campbell's doing a great job and he's getting more than the best out of his players let's do the uh let's continue with the north we will go over to the american football conference if the season ended today and that's kind of what the big picture is about right now you have three wild card teams from this division and a division winner the Baltimore Ravens would be the number two seed. The Steelers at five, Browns at six, Bengals at seven. I am going to resist for one more week. I'm not putting all four in. I've flirted with it. I am looking at leaving one of them off. But I am also going to say that this division is going to host the Super Bowl winner. 
and excuse me, not, not the Super Bowl winner, the Super Bowl contestant out of the AFC. And right now, I hate that this is coming out of my mouth because I'm a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, but I think the Baltimore Ravens are looking at the Super Bowl right now if nobody gets hurt. Yeah, I mean, offensively and defensively, they're really putting it all together. Um, kind of the the run that I said, the four-week run that the Bills had earlier in the year and that disappeared, um, the Ravens are doing that right now where both sides of the ball, they just look dominant and incredible. Um, and, and we know what's going on with the Bengals. Um, I'm not sure. The Bengals may run out of time to come all the way back to the number one seed. The Bengals also may be the best team in the NFL right now. Um, I think that they're they're a real scary proposition. They're one one loss more than the Ravens, and and every every team in the AFC has at least two losses. The Bengals have three. A couple teams screw around and lose to the wrong team. The Bengals can real quickly become your number one seed, and that's a real dangerous uh, dangerous team to have to give a break to, um, or give a bye week to, and then go on the road for. Uh, let me ask you this: so I, I I know what you're saying. There's there's three of the teams that I hear that are the wild card teams, but are the Steelers and Browns? I know they're five and three, but at five and three and in this technically right now wild card, are they posers as far as playoff teams? Are they are they winning so ugly that like nobody's worried about playing them on the road or at home? And will it come out in the wash later? Yes, absolutely. The Browns and the Steelers do not belong in the same conversation right now as the Cincinnati Bengals and the Baltimore Ravens. It's such a weird division though, where one of these teams can win the division because that's how close and tight everything is, especially Pittsburgh who owns a win over Baltimore. They could turn around and possibly win this division. I am a Pittsburgh fan. I do not see it happening. I'm Looking at the Steelers, though, as starting to put it together, maybe it's because I'm drinking the Iron City Kool-Aid. I was at the game last week, and uh, I fourth quarter Kenny is a real thing. First and third, the, the only problem is first, second, and third quarter Kenny kind of really stinks right now. But fourth quarter Kenny is awesome. Uh, if you can continue to get decent defense and a fourth quarter Kenny, you might see some special things, especially with the fact that they do not have a tough schedule. I mean, and the thing is, somebody's going to make the playoffs, and outside of outside of the AFC North, the only teams in the AFC with winning records right now is the Dolphins, Bills, Chiefs, and Jaguars. So, yep. I mean, like somebody's making those other three, those other playoff spots. So, um, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting to to see if those those teams can maybe get it together. I'm going to go ahead and put two in from this division. I'm not going to wait until the very end to say that, to say which ones, but you're going to have to stick around for the second half of this show where we tackle the South and the West for each conference. Specifically, stick around. We will be back right after this. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. 
This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, here we go. It is the big picture. My name is Brian Anthony Davis, Wesley Coleman of the Dome Patrol podcast from Fans First Sports Network is here. I represent the AFC's Steel Curtain Network here on Fans First Sports Network. We are doing it right now for the affiliate here at Fans First, the NFL affiliate. Make sure you check it out and check out your favorite team. So not only if... If we're just talking about one of your favorite teams, make sure you go ahead and check out their feed. We, As we get closer and closer to having an affiliate for every single team in the National Football League, very close to uh, doing that. By uh, next year, by the draft, we hope to have every single feed with a very good affiliate, and that's we're coming close to that as we speak. But check out Fans First Sports Network every single day for a new show that takes talents from all across the fans for sports network. And we go ahead and come to you with a different perspective, but it's all NFL based. And I hope you join us for that. So with that being said, let's keep it on going. Wesley, we're going to go to your division. Now we've got to talk about your saints and the three other guys in that division. And there's a lot of guys, not just, three dudes uh let's talk about the nfc south yeah i mean the saints need to handle business against the um d- you know injured vikings this week um and then take a commanding lead in this division um it was beautiful this last week kind of three things in a row watching the the saints finished off the bears then the um uh, titans um, or sorry the uh, vikings ended up making their comeback against the falcons and then the Texans had their big comeback against the Buccaneers. So got to watch um, everybody else lose in the division while the uh, the Saints took a, took a step ahead. So um, that's the way it needs to go. These other three teams are not good. The Saints have not been consistent, um, but the, they're they're taking small steps in the right direction. And if uh, they can, their defense can keep forcing turnovers. This is uh, I, I mean, the Saints are going to win this division. I, I don't even think it's going to be competitive. Um, and I don't think there's going to be a second team out of this division making the playoffs. I agree with you wholeheartedly. When I look at Carolina, we know that they're done. You look at the Buccaneers and you look at the Falcons. One has a quarterback, but they're, they show that they were pretenders, and that's Tampa Bay. Atlanta does not have a quarterback, and they don't have enough to keep it going, no matter who the, the signal caller is. Not enough talent on that team. They are at four and five. 
They're right now the number nine seed in the NFC. I think this is a slam dunk for the Saints. Um, they just have to keep it going. But my question for you about your New Orleans Saints, at number four, is there any possibility of this team being as high as a number three seed or are they just relegated to that fourth spot? No, I think it's it's you know really a possibility with what's coming going on with the 49ers. Um, the 49ers have not won a game in over a month um, since October 6th or 7th, um, whenever it was, is the last time that they won a game. Um, now, the Seahawks really um, like screwed up this past week by just getting demolished by the Ravens. And uh, luckily for the Seahawks, they get to come back these next two weeks and play the Commanders and Seahawks or Commanders and Rams before facing off with the 49ers. And then we find out uh, who's winning that division. Those two teams are tied. I think, again, uh, they could both struggle enough and beat up each other enough to give the Saints an opportunity um to, to get the three seed and it's more about it's not even i, I don't think no the saints are better than either of those teams the saints have a much easier record um the saints are gonna be favored in every game for the rest of the year except for their game against the lions um and uh they've got an opportunity to to get to 10 or 11 wins which may be really tough for um for for, for a team coming out of the uh the, the nfc west let's head on over to the south and this is a a one-team show, Wesley. Yeah, the AFC South is, uh, you know, I really thought that the Titans were going to be more in this this uh, race here. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say that they're one-team race for winning the division. Um, and that team actually may be in a position to even get up to the uh, the one seed based on their, their their schedule. But there's a second team in this league that, or this, this this conference that may end up uh, being in the playoff hunt here in a couple of weeks. And that would be the upstart Houston Texans. You have seen them in person, I believe, this year. Yep. And C.J. Stroud, is he for real? He is now. Um, listen, I think that um, he was he did not play great against the Saints. He looked like a rookie quarterback against the Saints. Um, having said that, um, and then we got his, his first interception was against the Saints. Um, the weeks before that, he's he's done a good job of getting experience over these um, nine games while not shooting himself in the foot. There's times that he's looking like a rookie, and then there's times he's he's really starting to figure out what's going on here. Um, the 470 yards that he threw for against the Buccaneers is, I don't care who he's playing against, that's not a fluke. That's a lot of yards. Um, the way he kept it together and had the game-winning drive with 46 seconds left and drove 75 yards and made a couple of big-time professional quarterback throws um, was super impressive. Um, now, they're fixing to face the Bengals, which this is the wrong time to face the Bengals. And if they can just absorb that loss, they've turned around. And over the next few weeks, they also play the Jaguars, but they play the Cardinals, the Broncos, the Jets, the Titans, the Browns, the Titans, and the Colts. That's the way they finish their schedule. So outside of the Bengals and Jaguars, they might win out. Um, so I, I just think, again, kind of the same thing as the Saints. They're, they're not bad, but their schedule's so good that they're going to end up with nine wins that's going to throw them into a playoff uh, position, possibly. 
Yeah, I, I actually think that's possible. There is another team that we could go ahead and look at in this conference, but not in this division. So I am going to uh, hold out to tell you if I'm taking a wild card team from the South or not, but I feel like Jacksonville is going to win this division. And we'll talk about it a little bit more at the end, but I believe that the Houston Texans are on their way to making a name for themselves and having just a nine and eight season, having a nine win season would be huge for this team that was picking second last year and had the luxury of making that trade to get the third overall pick last year as well. And still not sacrifice, not sacrifice uh, their future drafts because of the Deshaun Watson trade that is looking brilliant now for the Houston Texans. So let's go ahead and uh, just put a, uh, a pin in that one and we'll get back to it at the very end and we'll go on to the NFC West. Yeah, we kind of uh, buried the lead here talking about the NFC West uh, when I was discussing the South a minute ago and some of their schedules and, and where the Saints might finish. Um, but, um, the Cardinals are clearly uh, not going to, uh, it doesn't matter what happens. We do hear that Kyler Murray is probably going to play this weekend against the, the Falcons. Um, so th that's interesting to see what they're kind of setting up for the future. And if they're trying to show that he's healthy to shop him, or are they interested in, uh, keeping their commitment to him? Um, the Rams, the injuries and what they're doing, Matt Stafford being out that Matt Stafford was already struggling with the injuries and not being able to take keep that team winning um without him they're 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 struggling even more so this comes down to a 49ers and seahawks discussion and um the seahawks just got obliterated by the ravens but um i think that with the schedule of who the 49ers play and who the seahawks play um i've been saying all year that i thought that brock purdy was going to come back to earth and this wasn't going to be a beautiful season for him. I'm going to stick by that. I think the 49ers end up winning enough because of their defense to be a playoff team, but I think the Seahawks are going to win this division. Wow, that's one that I'll probably disagree with you. I agree that Brock Purdy is coming down to earth, but being a Pittsburgh Steelers fan and watching what happened to Seattle, albeit in Baltimore, which is a tough place, very tough place to play, but that was such a dreadful showing, and I thought True Colors, with all apologies to uh, Cindy Lauper, were really shining through on that. It's uh, so, really awful. So these two teams play each other twice, November 23rd and December 10th. So two games in three weeks, they play each other. Outside of that, the 49ers also have to play the Jaguars, the Eagles, and the Ravens. If the Seahawks can win one of those games and then it's potentially four more losses on the, the 49ers. And that's if they even just like get back to doing okay. So, and if the Seahawks can, can sweep that, whoever does well, um, if either one of the teams sweeps them uh, facing each other twice in three weeks, that's going to kind of, kind of end it. You know what? I, I, I could drink that Kool-Aid. So I I'm good with that. Let's uh, so are we going to go ahead and say you're, you're looking at two teams from the NFC West in the playoffs. Absolutely. Right now, Seattle is the fifth seed, and the third seed is those San Francisco 49ers that we talked about. I guess let's go ahead and talk about a very 
interesting division all of a sudden. And it is the AFC West. Yeah, so your AFC West is, I'm not sure, um, you know, obviously the the Broncos have won a couple of games now. The Raiders are trying out a new quarterback. Um, Me and you both typically agree the Chargers are a super talented team that's coached horribly, um, and I'm not sure if they're uh, getting away from that. And then you got the Chiefs. Um, Is is this, again, is this kind of like a a couple of other divisions we've uh, discussed today where – is there only one team that we're really concerned about being in a playoff discussion? There would be, but I think one of these teams could sneak in. The schedules are not overwhelmingly tough. So, yeah, of course, the Chiefs win it. They're uh, either going to be the number one or number two seed. As far as I'm concerned, I don't believe in Jacksonville as much. I know the Chiefs' schedule is not as easy as, as uh, some of the others. But Baltimore's is not tough, and neither is Jacksonville. But I still think the Chiefs have that that win ugly magic that they could possibly do here. Um, let's look at a possibility in this division, and it's not the Broncos. I think the Broncos are coming alive a little bit, but I still think they're still bad, despite uh, you know doing worse than. A lot of people consider actually a lot of people consider them a wild card going into the season. The Raiders and Chargers are interesting. I think the Chargers absolutely stink because of, and I've been down on them all year. And I was considering them this week for a playoff spot, but I f- keep on thinking that Brandon Staley is is just not the guy to keep this team together, despite the talent that they have. Then there's the the Las Vegas Raiders that we wrote off recently, and I did. And I always said the Raiders could be a surprise. I do some production for the Raiders here, so it's one of those that I'm always listening in. Boy, everybody is reinvigorated with Antonio Pierce as the coach. And then they come out and they beat, albeit the New York Giants, they beat them 30-6. to is Aiden O'Connell going to be able to continue to do this? What they did in that game? Uh, I, I think it was the fact that they were playing a bad team. They're going to win some games, but they're not going to be a playoff team. So with that being said, I think there's one team here and I'm going to, uh, I'm going to eat what you're cooking. And I'm going to say the Houston Texans will be one of those teams and not a team from the West. Yeah, just about the Raiders. I think there's going to be a massive crash to earth over the next few weeks for the Raiders. Um, that Danny DeVito was the quarterback of the Giants this past week, and he threw two interceptions. <laughs> um, out outside of that, I mean, Aiden O'Connell was fine, but he threw, he was 16 of 25 um, for 209 yards. I, I don't I don't know if uh, that would have led them to many victories over other teams, and the Giants have clearly stopped caring about uh about what's going on so i i think the raiders they played the jets this week i think that the jets even with no offense is going to give them trouble and then they've got the dolphins and chiefs and vikings the three weeks after that where i think they're just going to go on a little bit of a losing streak and antonio pierce was fun and that was exciting but i think we're about to crash back to earth and realize that uh, he's not in the running to actually be a head coach next year I I kind of think that they might stick with him, but 
I don't think that they're going to make it to the playoffs this year. Um, it, it just depends what they're looking at. If uh, he could pull up, pull off an upset in one of those games and uh, just not completely crash like suggest they are, I think he could probably stick and stay. I think they're wanting him to stick and stay. Um, but we will just see as far as that goes. Let's go ahead and uh, let's sum up each division here. Conference. Uh, excuse me. Let's eat each conference and we'll start with the NFC. Yeah, I've got the Lions as my number one seed. I've got a big shakeup this week of what I think is going to happen. I got the Lions as my number one seed. I got the Eagles as my number two seed. I think we'll end up with the, I don't think the Saints are the third best team in the NFC necessarily, but I think they end up with the third best record. Um, leaving Seattle as your fourth seed. Um, Dallas, I think we'll get the fifth. We'll give the sixth uh, back to the 49ers because they're still in the running there. And then seventh seed, I'm going to have to give it to the Minnesota Vikings right now. That uh, I, I, I don't think anybody's going to care about hosting them and being scared of them, but I just think that's the way the records are going to fall out. I definitely uh, I can swallow that. I just Let's can't give ahead. the Falcons and Rams any kind of credit. No, no. And I've seen them enough recently to say that mm, I kind of agree with you. I, if Josh Jobs could manage this team, they can possibly get that seventh seed. So I, I'm liking uh, the Minnesota Vikings right now as well. Let's go ahead and talk about the AFC. <sighs> hate to say it, Baltimore. I'm putting them in at number one right now. I'm going to go ahead and put Kansas City at number two. We'll go ahead and say the Jaguars at number three and the Dolphins the number four seed right now. And if you look at the wild card, I think Cincinnati still has a claim to that division. I could change this very easily next week. But Cincinnati is definitely my number five seed. They aren't right now. Pittsburgh is the official number five seed, but that's just, that's not talking about the future. That's just talking about current. I'm going to go ahead and drop Pittsburgh back into the playoff race just because there's Homer in me, but, uh, I just think they're better than the Browns. Browns have a very good defense, but I, I think they're better. So I'm going to go ahead and put them into the sixth seed, and I'm moving Houston back in. So the Houston Texans at number seven right now. Yeah, I, I think that the way we're, we're talking about, and maybe it's parody or whatever we started off talking about, there's going to be a couple teams in the playoff that I don't even think are good teams um, that anybody's going to be really scared of. Um Oh no, I'd be I'd be more scared of Houston than the Vikings right now. So looking at, so two months from now, I mean. That's the way it is definitely looking. I'm uh I'm thinking the AFC is very top heavy as well, because when you get down to it, the wild card teams, um, with the exception of whoever's coming, whoever's the wild card team out of the AFC North, I'm not really concerned about anybody else. And that can that includes the Buffalo Bills. And notice we kept the Buffalo out of the playoff picture for the first time all season long. And I'm starting to think that that dream is starting to die in Buffalo. It's rough for them. All right. It's time to get on out of here. Wesley Coleman, any last thoughts? No, I mean, this is, uh, you know, kind of keeps turning upside down and all like that. But, uh, you know, um, We've seen the kind of elite teams kind of fall back to the to the pack a little bit, and some of those middle teams, like 
seven teams is a lot of teams from each uh, conference to make the playoffs. So there's going to be some some okay teams, and uh, I don't know. We'll be interested to see who gets hot. Uh, we got two more months, so things can change quite a bit. All right, for Wesley Coleman, my name is Brian Anthony Davis. This is the Fans First Sports Network. You know, the big picture is always getting fuzzy, but you can go ahead and shake it, shake it, shake it like a Polaroid picture. We'll see you next week. I don't think.